God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you, 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 and even you. Welcome, 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 welcome to the Midweek Power Nugget where 15 minutes of your day can change, will change. If you focus in on what God is saying, it will change your absolute entire life. Grateful to God that he has given us yet another opportunity to be able to study his word together. Let us talk to the Lord. Father, we glorify you. We bless your holy and righteous name. God, it is by no other name that we can be saved. We thank you, God, for the name of Jesus, who is our comfort, who is our keeper, who is our guide, who is our protector, who is our provider, who is our Savior and Lord. We thank you for this opportunity, not like any other opportunity, not like last week, last year, last month, not even like the last few moments, but this is a moment where we see brand new mercies. You never allow us to see the same thing twice. Sure, it may be the same object. Sure, we may see it with the same eyes, but you, God, giving it to us in a new moment allows us to be able to experience it in a new way if we choose to see it with your eyes. God, thank you for last night's slumber. Thank you for keeping us safe. Thank you for keeping us protected. Thank you for keeping us covered. God, there are many others that can't give the same story, the same testimony. But God, you kept us, not because we're so great, not because you love us more, not because we've gotten everything right, not because we are in the upper echelon of holiness, but because it was just a part of your plan. It was a part of your plan before we were even conceived and thought of. So, God, that's why we thank you. We don't thank you because you made things out for us, all right? We thank you because <laughs> we're a part of your plan. And even though we disqualified ourselves, you have not disqualified us. And so we're grateful. God, as we delve into your word on today, God, let ears be opened and let hearts receive what it is that you have to say to us. Recognizing, God, that when you speak through your word, there's nothing that man can do to change it. There's nothing that man can do to add to it. Matter of fact, your word declares to not add to nor take away from your word. Your word also says that your word will never go away. The grass wither, the flowers fade. But the word of the Lord will stand forever. Not one jot, not one tittle of your word shall dissipate, shall pass away. It still retains power, and it has that power for us today. We love you. We give you praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Again, thanking God for another, another opportunity to be able to study his word on this morning. Our travels take us to the 17th chapter of Acts, 17th chapter of Acts, and we are going to start at the 24th verse. Acts 17, verse 24. It reads as follows from the New American Standard Bible. The God who made the world and all things in it since he is Lord of heaven and earth, does not dwell in temples made with hands, nor is he served by human hands as though he needed anything, since he himself gives to all people life 
and breath and all things. And he made from one man every nation of mankind to live on all the face of the earth, having determined their appointed times and the boundaries of their habitation, that they would seek God, if perhaps they might grope for him and find him, though he is not far from each one of us. For in him we live and move and exist, as even some of your own poets have said, for we also are his children. Let's read that passage again this time from <clears throat> this time from the Amplified Bible. It reads like this, the God who produced and formed the world and all things in it, being Lord of heaven and earth, does not dwell in handmade shrines. Neither is he served by human, human hands, as though he lacked anything. For it is he himself who gives life and breath in all things to all people. And he made from one common origin, one source, one blood, all nations of men to settle on the face of the earth, having definitely determined their allotted periods of time and the fixed boundaries of their habitations, their settlements, lands, and abodes, so that they should seek God in the hope that they might feel after him and find him, although he is not far from each one of us. For in him we live and move and have our being, as even some of your own poets have said, for we are also his offspring. Let's jump to the Passion Translation. Says this, the true God is the creator of all things. He is the owner and Lord of the heavenly realm and the earthly realm, and he does not live in man-made temples. He supplies life and breath and all things to every living being. He doesn't lack a thing that we mortals could supply for him, for he has all things and everything he needs. From one man, Adam, he made every man and woman in every race of humanity, and he spread us across all excuse me, spread us over all the earth. He set the boundaries of people and nations, determining their appointed times in history. He has done this so every person would long for God, feel their way to him, and find him, for he is the God who is easy to discover. It is through him that we live and function and have our identity. Just as your own poets have said, our lineage comes from him. Last one. You already know where I'm going. Yes, that's right. The message. Again, Acts 17, starting at verse 24. The God who made the world and everything in it, this master of sky and land, does not live in custom-made shrines or need the human race to run errands for him as he couldn't take care of himself, as if he couldn't take care of himself. He makes the creatures. The creatures don't make him. Starting from scratch, he made the entire human race. He made the earth hospitable with plenty of time and space for living so we could seek after God, not just grope around in the dark, but actually find him. He doesn't play hide, play hide or seek. He doesn't play hide and seek with us. He's not remote. He's near. We live and move in him. Can't get away from him. One of your poets said it well. We're the God created. And the word of the Lord is blessed. So on this morning, 
on this morning. I'm going to ask you something. <clears throat> Do you feel as though you are the God created? In other words, do you know your identity? Do you know your identity? Do you feel as if you are the God created? When you hear of this God, this God who has created all things, this God who has <laughs> who has done so much for us, so much for creation in general, when you hear of the accolades of our Father, do you feel as if you are the God created? Do you feel as though you belong? Do you feel as if you are one of his own? Or do you just feel like you're out here? I mean, think about it. This is the God, and I love how the message says it. He doesn't need us to run errands for him. He doesn't need us to take care of him. He made us. We didn't make him. He does everything for us. And you all, he he makes himself known to us. Throughout everything that he does, So not only does he make himself known to us, but if you really think about it, he makes who we are known to us as well. How do you say that, Apostle? Well, let's think about it. When we say the Lord's Prayer, we say what? Our Father. I want you to think about your bloodline. I want you to think about your family connections. I want you to think about your your legacy. If you have children, those that uh, came from your seed, your your bloodline. If you don't have children, I want you to think up then. Think up to your parents, your grandparents. When you do that, what of your life can you trace back to them? Just had the conversation with my own mother yesterday about how I sometimes furrow my brow. And many people think that I'm angry when I'm I'm doing that, when it's a habit. And it's a habit that I gleaned from my mother. She, When she had something on her mind, she would always wrinkle her brow, looking like she was angry. And as her daughter, I always saw it. I picked up from it. Now I try to work on it now that I realize it, but I know where I got it from. She was the emulation for me. And so as we read about this God, not just in this passage, but in many passages, when we read about this God, what about his character do you see yourself emulating? What about his uh, 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 attributes do you see in you? I would hope that you would see more of him in you than you see of yourself in others. I would hope that you see more of him in you than even you in you. Think about how you were B.C. before Christ. Think about the things that 
people said about you, even the things you might have said about yourself. Hey, let's just be honest and transparent. There are some things about us that, quite frankly, we can get sick of <laughs> when we really think about ourselves. But as you started growing in God, what of his attributes have you started to, uh, uh, you know, it starts to become a part of you? What of his life? Have you taken on, are you more loving? Are you more patient? Do you extend more grace? Are you more thoughtful about what God wants for your life other than what you want? Those are the types of attributes that we should get from the Father and that they should be a part of us. So you yes. We would be accused of being the God created, of being a part of him, of being in his family, of having his attributes. Are you the God created? Do you seek after God and not just seek after him, but find him? We just had an event that... that had the tagline, can you really see God in everything? When you're the God created, you can. Because you're not looking with your eyes. You're looking with the eyes that he gave you. When you're the God created, you don't think about things in natural senses. You, you actually have a different way of even processing things. You're not fearful or anxious about things like others are. Now, certainly, things may concern you, but they don't consume you. Mm. When you're the God created, you know that God is in control even when it seems things are out of control. And you see him. You see him. And even if you're naturalized, can't see him. Your spiritual eyes can. Because when you can't trace him, your depth in him causes you to trust him. So I ask the question again, do you know who you are? Do you recognize yourself as being the God created? Because even if you don't, you are. So since you are, you might as well live like you are. Let's pray. Our gracious Father, our gracious Lord, God, we glorify you. We thank you on today because even if we struggle with who we think we are, God, I pray that this word today reminds us of who you deemed us to be. We are created by you. We are your creation. We are the God created. God, I pray that everything we do on this day reflects that. God, I pray if there's any aspects of our lives that don't, God, that you would help us. Help us, God, that we might become your reflection in all that we say and all that we do. God, be with us today as we travel, as we journey through this thing called life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless each and every one of you. Have an amazingly God-blessed day. In Jesus' name.